Welcome to uh, the Sicha this week. We're going to be learning Sicha Aleph of Vayelech on page 127 in Chelech In this Sicha, the Rebbe is going to discuss a very interesting Tesefta regarding the mitzvah of Hakel. The Indian Hakel Shabbat Parsha Seinah. So regarding the mitzvah of Hakel in this week's Parsha, it says in the Tesefta as follows. On that day, when they were gathering the Yidin to come to the base of Mikdash, the Kainim would stand by the gates and by the breaches, and they had golden trumpets in their hands, and they would blow a Tkia, a Trua, and Tkia to announce to the Yidin to come to come to the Hakala Sa'am of Beis Mikdash. Then the Tesefta says, Kol koin a koin that does not have a trumpet and he's not standing there and blowing with a trumpet, Oimrin, you say, It looks like this person is not a koin. Because he's not doing this, he is not doing the job of a koin and it looks like he's not a koin. So the question here is, What's the main mitzvah of a kayin? A kayin is a servant. He's supposed to serve in the base of mikdash. They're separated. They're separated from any other work, and their focus is just to do the avoid of karbanis. What's the special connection of Kainim to the mitzvah of Hakel? Or befrat that kiyas chatzaytzris bechutzais Yerushalayim, blowing chatzaytzris in the outskirts of Yerushalayim, shayserak hechshalam mitzvah Hakel. This was a preparation to get Yidden to come for the Hakel. It's not even the mitzvah of Hakel itself. It's just bringing the Yidden. Let kaya bechatzaytzris lahakel ha'am, blowing with the chatzaytzris to gather the people. What's the special connection of the kain to this mitzvah? And the connection of the Kayan to, to this mitzvah is so much so. This is a proof to the very fact that he is a Kayan. Ah, as the Tesefta says, A Kayan that does not have this trumpet, it's as if this individual is not a Kayan, he's not acting like a Kayan. So not only do we see that this is a very important part, a very important job of the Kayin, but if a Kayin doesn't do this, then we consider him as if it looks like he's not a Kayin. What's the connection of this Indian to what a Kayin's Aveda is all about? So the Rebbe says, let's take a closer look at what Kahuna is all about. So we know what it says, that they're Lesharis and Huvdalu and Karbanis, as the Rebbe brought before, but here, the Rebbe is going to bring from another place, in Pasha's Vizay Sabracha, where we could see a different angle of what a kain is really all about. It says by the Kainim, that the Kainim are makriv, the Ketairas in the Beis HaMikdash, that's the Ketaira, and the Karbanis, the Kolol HaMizbachacha, referring to the Karbanis. So, besides the Karbanis, the only other one of the Avedis that the Pasuk here says, uh, specifies separately is Ketairis. 
move on shachashivus miyuchedes ba'avodes aktores anasas aydeh akayinim. So it's understood that the kateres stands out amongst the avodah of, of the kainim that is it's chashiv it's unique regarding the kainim's avodah in the base of mikdash. Ubam is the whole content of what a kain does in the Beis Mikdash is expressed specifically through the Ketayis. So the, a lot of the rest of the Sikha here will be discussing this point. Where do you see Dafke and the Ketayis expressed what the Kainim's Avayda is more than any of the other Avaydas in the Beis Mikdash? On this Pasik of Yisimu Ketayra Ba'apecha says, Yasimu Ketayra Zu Ketayres, it refers to the Ketayres, Shahoyimachnisim Biyemakipurim Lifnai Vlifnim. It refers specifically to the Ketayres that's being brought in the Kaidash Akadashim Ayam Kippur. Umuchachnise. So now based on this Sifri we see. Even another point, not only the Ketayres in general, we're talking specifically about the Ketayres that the Kain God brings in the Kaidash Akadashim. Ki'ah Shabakhlalis, even if in general the Ketayres in general shows on the content of the Aveda that the Kainim do. The Ketayres of Yom Kippur is only brought by the Kain Gadol, not by all Kainim. But nevertheless, at a closer examination, the Ketayres of Yom Kippur has something that's unique. And it's different than the Ketayres of the rest of the year. And in the Ketayres of Yom Kippur is expressed something unique and special in the Aveda of Kainim, in general, all Kainim, not only the Kain Gadol. The Payol, this Ketayres, Ayam Keper was brought to the Kayan Gadol, which is the Miyuchad of the Kayanim. But really, it's expressing the Aveda of the Kayanim in general in the Beis HaMikdash. The Rebbe brings an example. Kamoisha Kayan Gadol Maitzi Bizeh Kola Kayanim, who are Gadol Me'echov, Al Derech Shemetzinu B'Mitzvah Satluyiz B'Melech. Just like a Kayan Gadol is Maitzi the rest of the Kayanim with the Avedas that only he does, similar to what we find that a king. The mitzvahs that are for a melech, when he does them, he's being mighty the rest of Klal Yisrael. So over here as well, this Ketayres that's brought in Yom Kippur, in the Kedusha Kedoshim, is really Shaykh, it's a special Indian that expresses the Teichen of the Aveda of the Kainim Bechlal. And the Kain Gadol is doing it for the Kainim. So, let's understand what the Ketayres Bechlal, and what is unique about the Ketayres in Yom Kippur. One of the differences between the Ketayres all year round and the Ketayres of Yom Kippur is According to the Rambam's opinion If you don't put in the Ketayres on Yom Kippur a grass or a herb that its name and what it accomplishes is it causes a lot of smoke to come up Chayiv Misa. So then, Yechayiv Misa. We're not making the Ketayres properly. Masha'enkem b'Ketayres t'chol ha'shana. Which is not true regarding the Ketayres during the rest of the year. Even if you didn't put in this Esav, you're supposed to put it in all year. But even if you didn't put it in 
In the Ketairas, so then it's not market, you're not Chayiv Misa. So this is one of the ingredients, a unique detail regarding the Ketairas of Yom Kippur, that you have to have this Asev, this grass, that will cause Maila Oshon, to bring up a smoke, which creates a special aroma. This will explain better why the Sefri says that Yesimu Ketayra Ba'apecha is referring to Yom Kippur. What's the Ramaz? Where do you see over here that it's referring specifically to Yom Kippur? Ki HaPosik Medaber B'Simas Hainu Ba'aliyas HaKetayras Ba'apecha The fact that the Ketayras brings about an aroma. There's a smoke, an aroma that comes up and it enters into your Apecha, which refers to the nose. Ba'aliyas Ashan HaKetayras Nasas HaYideh Ma'ila Oshan and what brings that aroma? What brings the smoke to come up? It's this ingredient, this grass. Which even though it has to always be put in, but primarily it has to be in Yom Kippur, then it's ma'akiv. So the remez of ba'pecha hints to the fact that we're talking about the k'tayris of Yom Kippur. That's this ingredient. We have this unique ingredient that is ma'akiv, dafka, Yom Kippur. Why? Because of ma'ila oshan. It brings up smoke. So the question here is, Ma ben k'tayris the yom kippurim l'k'tayris l'cholashana? What's the difference between the k'tayris of Yom Kippur and the rest of the year? Shadafki be yom kippurim chomok kolkach esroinay shalamayla oshan. That on Yom Kippur, not having this grass and not having the mayla oshan, that will be ma'akiv the whole thing so much so that yechayiv misa. What's so critical about this ingredient that a Yom Kippur without it yechayiv misa? So to understand this, the Rebbe will first bring to explain what's the whole content of the mitzvah of Ketores done in the Pesamikdosh. So the Rambam explains what is the reason for this mitzvah of Ketores. It's to improve the aroma in the Pesamikdosh. Why? What's the issue? Because by Nasus Avedis Shchita, they would shech the animals there, chituch basar, cutting the meat, the chitza sevarim apnimim, cutting the the inside organs of the animals, sreifa b'cholu, burning the parts of the carbonus on the mizbeach. So all of this creates a not very pleasant smell. L'chein tzichim l'kteres lehete vreach v'beis hamikdash. So you need the kteres to improve the smell in the beis hamikdash. Vreach ha'ivdim by and the smell of the people that are doing the Aveda. That's the idea of the Ketairis. It brought in a gishmake aroma, a pleasant aroma into the base of Mikdash. That's the Rambam and Nebuchim in the simple pshat of what Ketairis is about. The Rambam does not mean to say that Ketairis, which is considered to be an Aveda Gedeila, it's one of the greatest Avedas in the base of Mikdash, is only for this reason, in the simple sense, to improve the smell of the Beis HaMikdash. In this reason itself that the Rambam gives here, there has to be hinted a deeper idea of improving the smell of the Beis HaMikdash. In this simple reason of the Rambam, you have hinted what it says in the Zayar, Shavei he lahavir hazuama v'tinoifa the yitzchara. 
idea of the Ketairis is that you remove the impurity and the dirt that comes from the Yetzirah. So the simple reason of removing the unpleasant smell and to replace it and to elevate it into having a pleasant smell of the Ketairis is the idea of Begashmias represents Beruchni as the concept of removing the unpleasantness of the impurity of the Yetzirah. And the Rebbe now shows us how you see this in the actual Ketairis itself, besides the idea of improving the aroma in the base of Mikdash. The ingredients of the Ketairis is made from different herbs and spices that are not fit for human consumption. Karbonis, one of the basic conditions is that it's an animal. You might have an animal, a flower, or a bird, anything that's fit for human uh, consumption. It has to be from the best, from the fattest. Not only in general that it has to be fit for a person to eat, but it has to be fit for the individual on his level. An usher can't bring a carbon of an ani. That's regarding karbonis. The keteres that are just spices that are not fit for eating refers to an element of existence in the world that's very low. It's not, it's not fit for the person. That's one detail we see as far as the ingredients of the keteres itself. Another point there is one of the ingredients of the Ketairis is Chalbana, which actually has an unpleasant smell. And that actually indicates that we're talking over here not only about something that's not fit for human consumption, but it's even on a lower level. It's something that actually has a bad smell. And by bringing this to the Beis HaMikdosh and doing it for the Eivish to sake, the idea here is taking a low element of the world and elevating it and bringing it and using it for the Abish to sake, improving the smell in the base of Mikdash. But what you're really doing is you're taking something which is very low and elevating it into holiness. That's the basic theme of what the Aveda of the Tatus is all about. To deal and to, with, with the with the the impurity of the Yetzirah, and to elevate it into, into Kedusha. Hello, so the Rebbe continues, but now, Shalpizein, a moving cloud. That's what the whole Ketairis is all about, so then it's totally not understood. If the whole theme of the Ketairis is that you have an other side, you have a Yetzirah, and you have to deal with that existence, and elevate it, and so on, so So then what's the need and what's the purpose of the Ketairis in the Kedosh HaKadoshim on Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is a time where the Yitzhahara has no free reign and we're not dealing with the impurity of the Yitzhahara. It says in many places, and this is a quote from the Gemara, on Yom Kippur, the Yetzirah doesn't have any permission to disturb. So Yom Kippur is not a day where the Aveda should be characterized 
by Keteres, that you have to elevate the Yitzhahara and deal with the Yitzhahara. In Cain, Ma'awinina Keteres, the Yom Kippurim. So what's the idea of having Keteres in Yom Kippur? And the Rebbe in the, in the Order 24 star points out that the question mainly over here is, if there would be Keteres on Yom Kippur, just like any other day of the year, it's just one detail of an Aveda that's done just like any other day, fine, okay, so that would be understood maybe. But the fact is that Keteres on Yom Kippur is considered to be the most central Aveda, that's like the main Aveda, when the Kain God goes into the Kedesh HaKadoshim, it's with the Keteres. The main Aveda, it all revolves around the Keteres primarily. So why on Yom Kippur, which, where it's a time, where there is no Yetzirah, there is no evil, not at, at least not at the, the extent that it is on every day, but nevertheless, Tafka Yom Kippur, the main Aveda is with Keteres. So so we must say, that accomplishes something much greater, different. It's not similar, it doesn't accomplish in the same way that the Ketaris accomplishes all year round. So let's understand what's the greater level of Ketaris of Yom Kippur. So we could explain this. Based on what's explained, the Alter Rebbe here, the Rebbe is quoting from a few different places of the Alter Rebbe and Lekut Teira, regarding Tshuva. The Rebbe is going to give an introduction here regarding Tshuva, and then apply it back to the Ketairis. You have the, the level of Tshuva, the Aveda of Tshuva of Yom Kippur, and the Aveda of Tshuva all year round. They represent generally... The two levels of tshuva that it speaks about in many places, which are tshuva miyave and tshuva miyira. When a person does tshuva out of love, and a tshuva that comes from fear, from, or from awe of Hashem. What's the difference? The tshuva of all year is only on the level of yire, shal yada, zedainis, nasus leikishgogis. A tshuva that's done because of yire, what does that accomplish? that premeditated sins become elevated and they are not considered to be like shgogas, like sins that were done uh, by mistake. It's a much greater level of tshuva and therefore the effect of the tshuva is much greater. Even zdainis will be totally transformed into merits. So there's a difference in the tshuva itself, whether it's ava or yire. And also a difference in the result of the tshuva, how it affects the Avedis that the person did. The other goes a step further. This is a tshuva that's not only with love as opposed to a tshuva from Yira, it's a tshuva that comes from the depth of the heart of the Yid, Pnimiyas Alev, Aveda Lamaila Mitamvatas. On Yom Kippur, the Aveda is above reason and logic altogether. Even above the regular level of Ava. This is a truth that comes from the essence of the Neshama, the Yechida of the Neshama. This is a truth that is a result of a love, of a very powerful love that Yid has today. A love that breaks all boundaries, above his Seichel, above all of his boundaries. This is the kind of truth that is. The Aveda of Ayid, specifically on Yom Kippur, and not all year round. So now that Rebbe explains the accomplishment, the difference between the tshuva, 
looking at the result of the tshuva, what the tshuva, tshuva accomplishes, whether the zainis are turned into shkogis, or whether the zainis can be turned even into zachis, from that we'll understand the difference between these two levels of tshuva. So the difference, the two levels of tshuva, whether it's avo or yire, is the reason for the difference in the result of what it accomplishes to the zedainis. Shehi lefi oifen bitulay. Depending on the Aveda of the Tshuva itself, to what extent the person is connecting to Hashem, to what extent he's annulling himself and rededicating himself to Hashem, that will also affect the result of the Tshuva, to what extent it transforms the Zidonis. The Tshuva, when it comes to a Tshuva, that's, a Tshuva happens out of the fear of the person. Yire is not something where the person becomes completely bottled of the Ebishter. There's you, there's the servant, there's the master, and there's the greatness of the master and being in his presence, so it sort of overwhelms you and it annuls you. That's the concept of bittel. In such a case, an Aveda of truth that comes from Yire, it's not a relationship of closeness where you're connecting and becoming one, and losing yourself completely by, by being joined into the essence of Buddha or into the entity of the master. No. You are you, and the master is the master, and you're negating your being. You're putting aside your being while you're in the presence of the master. You feel the awe in his presence, and you mavatli yourself to the master. So therefore, if that's what characterizes the very tshuva itself, that you're just negating yourself, for the master's sake, so there uh, that a person removes any opposition, any of his own ideas, any of his own things because of the master. So the effect of this shuva is also similar. It's here to negate, to remove the zedainus. That those zedainus, which are the negative, premeditated sins of the person, we will remove, we'll take away the Zedainus. Ki'im kishkogis. And now it's only going to be considered shkogis. And ve'eim maskirin lo'idova v'chatsi dova b'yoyim adin. With such a tshuva, it will aim maskirin. The Rebbe emphasizes it's also in the negative. It won't be mentioned when it comes to the yoyim adin. These averis won't be mentioned. Avomikom makim nishirayshim. It doesn't say that the person gets completely elevated and all these Zedonis become transformed to become merits. In other words, in the positive sense, that it should be joined into the positive. It should be joined into becoming a mitzvah. That is not accomplished there. What happens is that just like the person negated his being, annulled his being in the presence of a master, so the effect of these Zedonis is the same. To elevate these Zedainis to the extent that they themselves could now be joined into Zachiyais and to be transformed and to become something totally new. A part of the Zachiyais that hasn't been accomplished, just like the person didn't accomplish that relationship in his Shuvah regarding himself. You don't have that result regarding the Avedis. But if there's a Shuvah that's done with love, Especially it's an Ava of B'chol Ma'itcha, as the Rebbe said before, that in Yom Kippur it's B'chol Ma'itcha. 
Ave, what characterizes Ave? Ave is where the person is drawn to someone. He's drawn, the person is elevating himself and he's, become, he's coming close and connecting. He's connecting to, not just there's the master and there's me. There's a relationship where he's drawing close and becoming one. In the positive sense of going and, and joining the, uh, the Eibishter in this case. He's dedicating himself, not annulling himself, dedicating himself to the one he loves. Especially if it's not a dedication that has a limit, but a dedication with no limits. What's expressed in this tshuva is the desire to attach yourself and to be one with the Ebeshter literally. So the tshuva in the person is that he becomes a new being. Instead of being who he was before as a separate entity, it's not only like in Yire, where you are still another entity outside of the master, it's just that you're negating yourself. No, you're coming close, dveikus, and becoming one. That's where this tshuva leads you. So then, it's this kind of tshuva that's also zainus nasus like his The effect of the tshuva regarding those avedis that you did in the past also become elevated and transformed. Not only we negate their status of being premeditated sins, but they actually become transformed and elevated into a new status. They become part of the Zachiyas. Transforming the curse into, into a bracha. The very Zedainists themselves become transformed into a new, a new being. Similar to what characterizes the person's Aveda itself. Rebbe adds another point. This is true about any tshuva meyava, especially a tshuva of ava b'chomoitcha. But any tshuva meyava is characterized by the fact that you're becoming one. Not that you're standing in awe, but you're becoming one with the one that you love. But even more so, there's another point here, when the tshuva is done without any limits, So here there's another concept. A tshuva that's above any limits, A person is connecting and gets elevated to a level of godliness that's above all limits, to the essence of the Eibishter. When you get elevated to the essence of the Eibishter, that's the source of where this transformation takes place. By the essence of the Eibishter, nothing's taif this mokim. This dainis, zachis, since nothing's taif this mokim by the essence of the Eibishter, so therefore that's where that transformation of dainis to zachis takes place. So before the Rebbe was talking about what characterizes your Aveda, that because your Aveda was about transforming yourself, so it has that effect on the Avedis as well. Here the Rebbe adds another point, Mitzad the Dargel you're reaching. When you reach a level where nothing is typhus mocking Lamaila by the essence of the Abishter, so then that is the cause for this change from Zdainis to Zachias, because you have the revelation of that level where Zdainis and Zachias by the Abishter are not typhus mocking. As the Rebbe explains more in Order 29. So now we have explained there two different Dargis in Shuvah. Now the Rebbe applies this back to the two different Dargis of the Ketairis. We could apply this to the difference between the Ketairis all year round and the Ketairis of Yom Kippur. So the Aved of Ketairis, as we said before, he lifted the Nyonim Nemuchim, and now 
It's taking the low elements of the world and elevating them to holiness. So he nei hachilok hu ba'ofim v'dagas pa'ula pa'ula The difference here is in how and to what extent you're going to elevate this element, this tachtain of the world, and bring it into the kedusha. How and to what extent? Similar to the two levels of tshuva that we just described. The k'tayres of all year is similar to the tshuva of all year. Here the tshuva is yire, the person stands in awe of the Ebishter, and he annuls himself. To remove the impurity. That's the main thing that it's to accomplish. Not that the person gets elevated and transformed into a new being. The tshuva primarily is yire. Where the person is mevatel himself, but, but even in this bittel, is not that he gets joined together with the with the ohov, with the one that he loves. No, there's a there's a yira, there's an odoin, and there's an eved, and it's two different entities. And the person is elevating himself through this yira. He's doing tshuva through this yira to remove the zuma, to remove the impurity. Ketayres the yom kippurim. On the other hand, the ketayres of yom kippur, he aldera chad shuvah the yom kippurim. This is similar to the shuvah of yom kippur. It's a completely different kind of shuvah. Shuvah me'ava. This is a shuvah of ava. What's the avoid of shuvah me'ava? Shehi omnam avoide b'hadvarim tachtainim zuma. Even the shuvah me'ava is also a kind of shuvah where a person has to deal with the low elements and with the impurity of the world. But this is a kind of tshuva where the person gets transformed. It's a tshuva mi'ava. There's a relationship. He's becoming one with the one that he loves. Achi avayda chiyuvis. It's a positive avayda. Lufo mitzias chadosha ba'ilam. To bring about the new mitzias in himself. And then by extension also in the avaydas and the things of the world that he's coming in contact with. To elevate and to be joined. To be become one with the Ebeshter that he loves. They should be elevated and transformed into holiness, into Zachiyas. That's the difference between the Ketairis all year and the Ketairis of Yom Kippur. So, but now there's another point that the Rebbe said before that the Tshuva of Yom Kippur is not only a Tshuva Meyava as opposed to the Tshuva of Yire, but it's a Tshuva Meyava. So a person reaches to a level that's above any limitations. This is the reason why the place of the Aveda of the Ketaris and Yom Kippur was in the Kedush HaKadoshim. That's the place which is above any limitations. In the Kedush HaKadoshim you have only the Oren there. And what is the Aaron? The Aaron is the Teire, the Shnei Luchais, the Kanal. As we mentioned before, This is an Aveda of Ava, and specifically the Aveda of Ava, going out of your limitations. So therefore, This is a kind of Aveda that reaches to the level of the Aaron. What does the Aaron represent? The Aron was a place that was above limitations. As the Rebbe brings in the Aron 33, The very Aron itself had a specific measurement, but also didn't take up any space. It's above any limitations. So you bring the Ketaris into the Kedusha Kedoshim, 
and you put it by the Orain because that's the place where you're getting elevated to, through the Aveda of the Tshuva of Yom Kippur. This brings about a change, a total change in the Metzius of the person and in the world. The Kodesh of the Beis HaMikdash is already very high. It's already Sayyid Kalaman. The Kodesh HaKadoshim is the essence of the Ebishter, higher than any limitations, and that's the place where the Tshuva and the Ketedes of Yom Kippur reaches, which doesn't only remove the impurity, but it transforms and elevates it to a place where the Zedaynes can become Zachis. So now the Rebbe brings it back to the unique ingredient of the Maila Oshan. Why is, there this, why is it so important to have this ingredient that brings up a smoke? Why is the Maila Oshan a very critical condition in the Avayt of Yom Kippur, on the Ketaitis of Yom Kippur? So much so that if not a person's Chayiv Misa. Yom Kippur in Yonai She'oyla. Yom Kippur, the Avayt is you're going up. L'mayla Meseyder Eshtalshulis. A place higher than any limitations. That's what brings about a real transformation. So therefore, this is, this is what the whole Aved is about. So this Maila Oshan, which represents this idea that the Ketedes is not just about taking the incense, which are not the low element of the world, and using it for, for an Aved in the base of Mikdash. In other words, removing its impurity and bringing it into the base of Mikdash. That's not enough. Here, it's not just about removing the impurity of this low element. Over here, the main point is much further. To take the incense, the low element of the world, and create a transformation that instead it should be Maila. That there's a smoke that goes up. The fact that these low incense creates an Aliyah, the Oshan that goes up. So it's after this Maila Oshan that represents the unique Aveda of Yom Kippur. Even all year round, there's to some degree this idea, you're creating to some degree a change, you're removing the Zuama, and there's a, a certain extent of an Aliyah that's taking place. But over there, the main Aliyah is just by negating the Zuama, by being the Vat of the impurity, that the Zedonis should not be Zedonis anymore. Yom Kippur, it's a different kind of Aliyah. Yom Kippur, the whole focus, the whole Indian is the Maila Oshan. That instead of it being a tachtain, it's going up, that there's a smoke that goes up, which represents this whole chiddush of Yom Kippur. So therefore it's ma'akiv. And the Rebbe points out an interesting thing earlier in Ara 11, that even though this idea of mailet, that it goes up, it's just a physical thing. It's the physical smoke that goes up. But the Rebbe says, of course, the physical smoke that goes up represents beruchni, is the concept of aliyah going up. And the Rebbe points out from what it says in the Gemara, when he gave to the halacha of a person that davens in a shul, that al yispal adam elav abayis sheyesham chaloynes. You daven in a shul that should have windows. What's the windows? Because you can look up. The idea is not just physically to look up, but looking up is also reminding a person of the Yebish there to go maila, to go higher. In order 11, the Rebbe brings this. So the same thing over here, the maila asham, the smoke that goes up and rises up to Shemayim, represents the aliyah of the Ketairis, not just the removing of the zuama, but the fact that it goes upwards. So this is mamish, an important ingredient in Yom Kippur. That's what characterizes the whole Aveda of the Ketairis of Yom Kippur. All year, the main Aveda of the Ketairis, which is connected to the Aveda of Tshuva Meyira, is to negate the impurity. 
So there, if, you, if you're missing this ingredient of the Asaph that causes the smoke to go up, it's not, it's not going to prevent the mitzvah to this extent. The Rebbe explains another thing. The smoke going up, or this ingredient that you put in that makes the smoke go up, and also all year is kolshu. My Lord, we say this every day, kolshu, you put in just a, a kolshu. There's no specific amount, whatever it is. What's the idea of a kolshu? This aliyah we're talking about over here, what kind of aliyah are we talking about? We're not talking about an aliyah pitam vedas, an aliyah that has limits to it. We're talking about an aliyah that's l'mayla medidavagbala. This is an Aveda that's higher than any limitations. So we see that the place where you put the Ketairas represents going up out of limitations. The Oren, Enim and Amidah. The Maila Oshin shows an Aliyah going up out of limitations. And therefore the actual amount is also a Kolshu because it's not a kind of Aveda which is your contribution. It's your Metzias which is measured each person according to his level. It's a kol shuhu, which is the essence of the neshama of a yid, that gets elevated. So this is the Aved of Ketairis in the Beis HaMikdosh. And the Rebbe now explained the general theme of the Aved of the Ketairis is to elevate the lowest elements of the world. That's the Samamonim of the Ketairis. And there's two levels to this. There's elevating it all year, which is primarily to remove the Zuama. And then, on Yom Kippur, it goes a step further. On Yom Kippur, we elevate this Zuama, the lowest element of the year, to an extent that there's a Metzius Chadasha. It's Maila Oshan to go up to a place which is higher than Medina Vagbala. So now, the Rebbe comes back to explain the connection to the Aveda, the Kainim, of blowing the Chatzetzeres on Hakka. Based on all of this, Shabbat Shalom, so in this passage we see a remes, or what the Aveda of the Ketairis, that was the main Aveda of the Kainim, which is what? That the Aveda was to elevate the low elements of the world. And on two levels, to remove the impurity, and also to elevate it to a place and to a level that you, you totally transform it. That the unique Aveda of the Kayanim is to stand on the outskirts of Yerushalayim, inviting all Yidin to the Mitzvah of Hakon. The main Aveda of Kayanim is the Ketairas, which is about elevating the low elements of the world. And how? To elevate it to what extent? There's all year, but ultimately and primarily on Yom Kippur, to elevate it to the highest extent, to the Maila Oshon. So, the time of Hakel comes, so what happens at the time of Hakel? Shekol Yisrael, all Yidin, Gamanoshim, Batav, the women, the children, She'enem Chuyavim Lalas Leregel, for the regular Ali Leregel, they're not even obligated. They're coming to hear the words of Taita from the king. Which is equivalent to hearing it from the Ebeshter himself. And to hear and to learn and to come to fear Hashem. So the theme of the mitzvah of Hakel is 
Everybody has to participate without exception. The Pasuk specifies, even people that usually are not obligated to participate, even those that are on a low level, also have to come. She is to elevate the lowest elements of Klal Yisrael, to include everybody into this closeness to the Ebishter. So it's the Kayanim that are the servants in the Beis Mikdash, and their main Aveda is to elevate the lowest elements of the world through the Ketayres. So here in this mitzvah, which represents the same Inyan, to gather all Yidin, without exception, even the lowest elements of Yidin, to awaken and to assist Yidin to come. Which is fitting to the main Aveda of the Kayanim, to elevate and bring even the lowest elements of the world to connect to Hashem. So interesting, in a lot of 39, that ever points out that this that the Rambam says, that the, the Kayanim are lihibadl, they're separated, Lamed Lesharsai and Huvdulu, they're higher and separated from everything. The Rebbe says that's just the preparation for their Aveda, to put them in the right setting for their Aveda. But the actual Aveda is Yasimu Kitaira. In the Beis Mikdash, what is their Aveda? To take the incense, the lowest element of the world, and to elevate it into the Aveda of Kitairis. So the actual Aveda of the Kainim is also expressed here in Hakel by a mitzvah, one of the only mitzvahs, where you have every single part of Klal Yisrael included in this mitzvah without exception. Even those that usually feel left out and not included. Here, the Kainim have to make sure that every single Yid without exception comes, even the lowest element of Klal Yisrael. So this is a unique Aveda of the Kainim. So this is also the reason They go out to the fences, to the breaches, in the places where people are coming in. They don't wait in the base of Mikdash and blow at the trumpets there. They have to go on the outskirts, further out on the outside. And they blow there with their trumpets. Even people that are not already on the inside, they're still left on the outside. The Kayanim have to go out to them there and bring them into the Beis HaMikdash. This is the test of whether this is a Kayan that really is doing his Aveda properly. If the Kayan feels, yes, this is, this is what my main Aveda is, and he goes out to gather even the people on the outskirts. So this retroactively proves that his attitude and his Aveda in the Beis HaMikdash the entire time was with the right approach, that he realizes that his main Aveda in the Beis HaMikdash is about elevating the lowest elements of the world, elevating it to the Eibishter. And if a kain does not go out, so then he's missing the whole main Aveda of what a kain is supposed to be doing to elevate the lowest elements of the world. Now, the Rebbe adds another point over here that the kainim go out with the chatzaitzris. And this is specifically connected not only to the general Aveda of the kainim and the Beis Mikdash with the Ketaires, which is about elevating the lowest elements of the world to a high place, but specifically the Ketaires on Yom Kippur. They would go out and blow with trumpets. There's a vart of the Mizritcha Magid. 
two half forms. which refers to the Yidin and the Eibister that make up one form. Sheisrael heim chatzitzura. Yidin are one half form. The kuchibrichu kaviyachu chatzitzura, and the Eibister kaviyachu is another half of the form. Shneim biyachad nasim tzura shleima, and the Eibister and the Yidin together make up one form. The Yidin and the Eibister are two parts that match to each other and come together and create one form. This is similar to what it says in the Medrash, to be whole, like two twins that come together. So the Yidin and the Eibishter, in the Chatzaitzris, it's expressed that unity, that oneness, that Yidin and the Eibishter are joined together as one. So move on. As long as a Yid is, a, is an entity for himself. And there's the Eibishter. As the Rebbe said before, there's the master and there's the servant. And the servant is very dedicated and he stands in awe of his master and serves him. But in the end of the day, there's the master and the servant. That's one thing. But over here, we're talking about Yidin that become joined as one with the Eibishter himself. That transforms the person into a new entity. And without this, a person is incomplete. We explained before that in the Aveda of the Ketores and Yom Kippur, here you see that the Aveda of the Kainim is not just about elevating the lowest elements of the world, but it's about elevating those elements and joining them together with their source in a place of Ligvul to become one, to become a new entity with Tebish to himself. When the Kayin goes out to invite all Yidin, he doesn't just go out and encourage Yidin to come, but he's using trumpets. It's with the Chatzaitzres that you see the Aveda of a Kayin, that he's not just bringing and inviting the Yidin, but he's revealing within the Yidin and awakening within them and transforming them to become a new Metzius, to become one with Eivishter. That's what the Chatzaitzis represents. He's inviting the Eden and awakening the Eden. That Yechidah Benefesh, which is the Aveda, the main Aveda of the Kayin, the Kayin Godel on Yom Kippur, which represents the main Aveda of the Kayinim, to elevate him to this extent. That's what a Kayin really has to be doing when he's going out to invite people, to arouse the essence of their soul, to come and join in the mitzvah of Hakel. So we can see here how when the Kayin goes out, you have two details. The fact that the Kayin goes out and he doesn't miss any yid. The, the point is to include all elements of Kal Yisrael. That's the idea represented in the Ketores, which is to elevate the lowest elements of the world to uh, get elevated into Kedusha. And then the Chatzaitzris also hints to the second point, the deeper level of Ketores, of Yom Kippur, which is to elevate it to the point that you arouse within a yid to become one with Eibishter, to a place of Ligbol. The lesson that we take of all of this is as follows. Even those mitzvahs that are dependent on, on time and place, in their spiritual sense, they exist always and in every place. A person's aveda is even in a time when you can't fulfill it. So it's understood here as well. Even 
It's a mitzvah that is fulfilled only when Yidin are in Eretz Yisrael. But the Toichna Haruchni Shayaches Kamachshav. In its spiritual content, it's even today as well. Call Echod VeEchod Mi Yisrael Nikra B'Shem Kayin. Every single year is referred to as a Kayin. K'mayshikasov VeAtem Tiyuli Mamleches Kayin and Begoy Kodesh. Speaking to all Yidin. So he nei Tzorich Kol Echod VeEchod Lisnaig Bekama Bekama Man Hages Hakayinim. Every yid has to behave in many of the ways that the kainim behave as well in their avodah. I'll call echad every single person. Especially individuals that are serving as a rav in a community or anyone that has any ashpa in their surroundings. Mutl hachayv lamayd bechutzayis bigdarim upirtzayis vlitkaya bechatzayitzres vlahakalasam. To stand on the outside and in places where there are breaches, the Rebbe emphasizes pirtzis, and to blow with the chatzaitzris, and to invite everyone to come in. Anoshim, noshim v'taf. Everybody, men, women, and children, even those that you think are not usually to be included, but to be there and to encourage everybody to join in. Lilmaid, v'lishmaya teire, to learn teire, to listen to the words of teire, v'lakarven alamoy shebeteire. Not only to learn Taita with them, but specifically to connect them to the light of Taita. Hipnimi is a Taita. Ah, chiyiflu behen, yishmu, yilmudu, shomru, lasis, is called divra Taita azais, ki ma Taita mitzvisera be Yiddishemayim, to fulfill Taita with Yiddishemayim. So the Moish of Taita, connecting Yidin to the Pnimi is a Taita, so the Rebbe in the Ara points out, is connected specifically to the Ketairis of Yom Kippur, which awakens the Yechidish of the higher level of Tshuva. So we're talking over here about a, a, every Yid, and especially a person that has a position of influence, to go out and to reach the lowest elements, to reach everybody. And how, how what to awaken in them? To awaken their neshama, to awaken the deepest level within the Yid, which is one with the Ebishter, as we said before, represented in the Chatzaitzvah. Through fulfilling the mitzvah of Hakel today, in its spiritual sense, Niske lekiyum mitzvahs hakel kipshuta beveis hamikdash ashlishi will fulfill the mitzvah of hakel literally in the third beis hamikdash al yidei shashem yisbarach yakel as kol yisrael the yidden will the eibushter will be the one to uh, gather all yidden bam iber upiseyach hara v'yeledes yachtov the blind and limping person and all old and young will come together ba'ifin shokol gadol yeshuvo heina. The great congregation of all Yidin will come together.